We're here at Harvest Day. It's put on by the Sacramento County Master Gardeners here at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center. Big public event showcasing the beautiful gardens here at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center. There are practical gardens that can be applied to your own yard. If you ever get a chance to come to Harvest Day or one of the monthly workshops here at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center, you ought to do so because you're going to get a lot of good tips for your garden. We're talking roses with Debbie Arrington, Master Rosarian. She's answering rose and apparently tomato questions here today at the uh, Fair Oaks Horticulture Center during Harvest Day. And fortunately for us, it, well, it's still early morning when we're doing this recording, and it's not going to be fortunately as hot as it has been. But don't tell that to the roses on the south side of the house because they just seem to be suffering. Everybody in the United States is having unprecedented heat waves. So the question is, Debbie Arrington, which roses are best compatible with high heat situations? The roses that do best in high heat tend to be lighter colored roses. The darker roses, your red roses, they absorb all those sun rays and it just fries them to a crisp. And so you've probably seen uh, your red roses not looking very well this summer. Uh, Olympiad, Christ Imperial, Mr. Lincoln, um, all your classic reds, they, it's like they absorb all that, that extra heat and they just get fried. So it's the lighter colored roses that tend to do better, uh, such as, uh, your yellows and pinks. Now, a lot of yellows tend to fade in sun anyway. Um, but my yellows that I like best, uh, in high heat, and they're doing really fine this summer, um, are Julia Child and Shockwave. Those are two Floribunda, uh, roses. Um, Julia Child is uh, a beautiful butter yellow and it, and it tends not to fade. And because of the lighter color, it doesn't absorb as much heat. And it's, it seems to be holding up to the, to this hot summer just fine. And Shockwave is a brilliant, bright yellow that doesn't fade either. And, and both Julia and Shockwave have, have beautiful, bright green foliage that's disease-resistant and stays nice um, all summer long. So those, those are two uh, Floribundas I, I highly recommend for summer heat. Another Floribunda that looks fantastic uh, in uh, heat or cold and, and looks great this summer, it's the best-looking rose in my garden right now, is um, a Floribunda named Day. Daybreaker. And Daybreaker uh, gets its name because it looks like a, uh, a early dawn with different shades of orange and yellow and no two, two rose and pink. And no two blooms are the same. They're, they're all very individual. And it also has very clean, bright green foliage. And it's, it's quite uh, heat resistant. Of the larger roses in my garden, well, the larger uh, hybrid teas, because the roses are bigger, they are suffering in this heat the most. Some of them seem to have coped with the heat better than others. And the one that's doing best in my garden right now is an old timer. It's called First Prize and it's um, a bright neon pink. It's a very, very bright pink, hot pink. But they're very big roses and they have a very nice form to them. And that one seems to be doing better than others. Also doing well are uh, the of the landscape roses, the shrub roses, uh, such as the drift series. And those are roses that are, uh, grown to stay close to the ground and be easy care. They're, they're, uh, they're self-cleaning, which means that, uh, the blooms, once they're spent, just drop off so you don't have to deadhead them. And, uh, because they stay smaller and compact, uh, they aren't suffering in the heat as much as some others. Another good, uh, landscape rose, uh, is one called Home Run. And it's part of the knockout series. 
So, you know, knockout home run, it, you know, makes sense. Uh, and it is a, a single hot pink, uh, rose. It has about five to six petals, uh, with real pronounced gold stamens in the middle. It's blooming its little head off. It doesn't seem to mind the heat at all. And another good one is the one that is the favorite parking lot rose of California, Iceberg. And Iceberg is a, a old Florabunda that's been around forever, but the white blooms, uh, are resistant to heat and they're also resistant to pollution, which is why it's used so often in parking lots and uh, long roadways and things like that. But it's a, it's a very uh, hardy rose and, and the white stays, uh, pretty clean too. A lot of white roses just look really crispy in high heat, but Iceberg seems to still stay its nice pristine white, uh, no matter how hot it is. One miniature that is doing well in my yard in a very high heat situation is Joy, and it's just doing fabulous. Can you think of any other miniatures that are good for high heat situations? Uh, Joy is doing really well in my garden, too. And and Joy, uh, for folks that aren't familiar with it, uh, it's a kind of a, a creamy white with a, a purple-pink edge. It's got a pickety edge on it. It's a real standout bloom. Uh, other miniatures that are doing well, oh, there's Adisto. Um, uh, always does well in uh, my garden, and Adisto is actually, I think it's a mini flora because it wasn't released as a mini flora, but I think they've changed it. It's a, a pink and purple blend, and it's it's a, well kind of on the reddish side. Even though it's a darker color, um, it seems to be doing okay. It's, it's coping with the heat well. And one that's a, it's a white and red blend, Baldo Viegas, named after our, our local uh, rose expert, and uh, that rose is, has found uh, fans nationwide. And and it's a, a beautiful white and pink blend. Well, I know where I can get that, so that's not a problem. Uh, Whirl away. It's a mini flora. It's a little white rose, and it's just perfect. It's a, a beautiful mini flora. So a mini flora is between a miniature and a floribunda size-wise. So the blooms are about two inches across when they're open. Another good white uh, that's doing well in the heat is Innocence, uh, which is an old-time uh, white miniature. It's doing very well. A lot of good roses for the heat. You have to know uh, which ones. Debbie Arrington's been providing the name. She's a master rosarian, so I guess we will be leaning towards the lighter colored roses for those really hot situations. Well, ideally, roses like to be facing east. That way they get the morning sun, but then some afternoon shade. And that helps them, particularly here in Sacramento and other places where there's a lot of high heat, you know, as in Arizona and places all over the country right now. That way they get, you know, they enough sun to keep blooming. But when it's really, really hot, they get the shade they crave. That's right. Some of the roses have been acting very weird this year in the heat, like smaller flowers, for example. Well, we've had in California the driest year in recorded history. And that lack of groundwater has really had a cumulative effect on uh, any shrubs. And roses are, you know, they're shrubs. Um, and so this year, um, my roses are much smaller than usual, particularly my hybrid teas. And a lot of them are also uh, not... Uh, producing as many petals per flower. Ones that should have 30, 40 petals per flower are instead having 10 or 12 and look like a semi-double instead of a, a full rose. And this is all a result of not enough water and too much heat. Another thing that's happening to roses, and I get this question a lot, is why are there leaves coming out of the middle of the flower? 
Oh, yes. That happens when uh, plants are stressed. It's called fasciation, and it's a weird vegetative state that is caused by stress. And there is so much stress going on right now in plants' lives that we see this sort of weird growth coming out of the middle. In my garden, uh, Perfect Moment is the one that does it the most. And Perfect Moment is a, a older orange blend uh, hybrid tea. And it, it has these monster blooms that look like they're from the Little Shop of Horrors. It's very strange stuff. You will also see that if a plant is exposed to Roundup, but it is more severe and it's not just the one bloom. You'll see it all over uh, new growth on the plant. It will have very strange deformed growth. Roundup, just one name for any sort of herbicide that has the active ingredient glyphosate. And that's a whole show in itself. Is glyphosate damage on roses? That's another very common question we get. It's something that may not even manifest itself until months later. And you may even forgot you were even spraying around the roses. They're hypersensitive. And that can also be drift from somebody else's yard. Yeah, they r- Roses and, and glyphosate do not mix. Debbie Arrington, Master Rosarian, the proprietor, along with Kathy Morrison, of the Sacramento Digs Gardening blog. Uh, if you go to a website, you can find out more information about it, I bet. Um, the easiest way to find us is on Facebook. Just type in Sacramento Digs Gardening. That will take you to our Facebook page. Hit any of those links. That will take you to the blog. All right. And the website itself is... SacDigsGardening.blogspot.com. All right. S-A-C, Sac Digs Gardening. Would SacDigsGardening.com get you there? Yes. Debbie Arrington, thank you so much. Thank you.